Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Relationship Theory. I'm your co-host, Tom Bilyeu, and I am here with my beloved wife, Lisa. Hola. Nice. There it is. Happy 4th of July, by the way. Happy 4th of July. That is when we were recording this bad boy. Yeah, it's interesting with the Brits and the Americans. It is. I guess the Brits, plural, but it's just me. I was going to say, I thought you were saying it is plural. No, no. Is there something I don't know? So I really like this occasion, though. I just, I don't know why. Like, I should be upset that you guys left. I know, right? You've lost very graciously. Oh, you have. But here's the thing. I love America. So, um, what do you call me? An American? Foreign-born American. Foreign-born American. Yep. I love that. All right, let's get into it, shall we? All right, first question is from Zia. Um, Tom and Lisa, I love this show and the fact that you talk so honestly about relationships. My husband of 38 years took a five nice. year uh, took a job five years ago that causes him to be overseas for half the year mm. and home working crazy hours the other half. We both agreed to one year. He now tells me he never plans to retire and that he is no longer attracted to me, but he still really loves me and respects me. Being overseas and living the five-star life independently has changed him. If we've had issues over our marriage, it has been with my husband's ego and overly strong sense of self, uh, self while not having the ability to be vulnerable or assertive about feelings. I was really looking forward to the time we would have together at this age to travel together and pursue our passions. He seems... Sorry, he sees retirement as sitting around in Bermuda shorts with nothing to do. I think he's just scared of aging and becoming insignificant. One part of me says I should sell the house, leave him and go off on my own. A part of me says that we both still love each other and that I can have my life and my freedom and stay in the marriage which will will benefit me financially and follow us to allow us to enjoy things like weddings and grandkids as a couple. And those things may bring him back. What do you think I should do? Wow. That is an amazing question. I just want to take a second to acknowledge her vulnerability. Um, Not an easy question to to float out in so much detail and I'm I'm beyond grateful. Um, I think that this is, there's no easy answer to this question and I think to give a facile answer would be a real mistake. Now having said that, I personally would not want to be in a relationship that was any way, shape, or form less than a relationship could be. And I fully acknowledge the value that she places on the whole of the family and being able to enjoy grandkids as a couple and all of that. But hiding in his revelation of I'm not attracted to you anymore is something that to me says that there, there 
they have been probably moving in opposite directions for a very long mm-hmm. time. And I don't think that we've gotten to the bottom of his feelings and what the relationship is from his perspective. Um, I don't know them and I could be misreading and there are a thousand ways to um, have a relationship. And there's even a word in, I think, um, Hindi that there, there's a word for, I love my spouse like uh, a roommate or a sibling um, and no longer or maybe never had that sexual spark. Um, so I fully recognize that on the spectrum of human emotions, that's a very real state for people to be in. Um, and if that's what they want and they're both satisfied with that, then there's not a problem. But in this question, I feel a searching. I feel, um, I feel a searching, period. Now I'm going to project my own feelings and say that I would feel that that's less than it could be. And so because I don't have a hard time being on my own, abstracted from you, I would feel a deep sense of loss. And when you're gone, I'm way bummed to not be with you. But I, I feel that way because of what we give each other. So for me, I would rather try to find that with another person to find that kind of connection. Or if I needed to reconnect with myself um, to do that, so that to me, like the, the only reason that a relationship is worth the compromises that it ultimately demands is because I'm somebody's number one. And being somebody's number one is deeply gratifying and having that level of connection with somebody is deeply rewarding. It would not be worth the sacrifices for me to not have that and to be spending half the year apart and the other half where he's working extreme hours Again, I'm reading into this and I don't know them well enough and I so want to be respectful. But if I had to guess, if I were to reach inside his soul, the reason that one year turned into five is he just wants a different life. And he's getting it and he's building it. And so I feel like it's, again, I'm reaching here, but just looking at archetypal people, it feels like he doesn't want to hurt her because he cares about her and he's using a word that's now muddying the waters by saying, I still love you and all that. It, he's, he's, his actions say he wants a life separate from her and I would not want to be in a relationship where that was the punchline. That's me. So what would you do? I mean, like, so I guess if it was us and the things that we do now is we say, what do we want in life? Like, what is our ideal? Like, like we even do it on like, what do you want to do on a Saturday, right? But like, kind of make that a bigger statement. Like, what do you want in life as a, um, a big scope of it? And I think that that's really important to address. Like, don't worry about the other person's feelings, right? Like, forget, like, I need to forget about what you even wanted. And I just say, what does a perfect life look like for me? And then you do the same and then say, okay, how do we now make these two lives coexist together? Um, do you think that they're kind of past that? Do you think that that's still possible to so do? So there, this, this is one where I don't have any experience with this kind of relationship whatsoever. So right. now I'm going to lean on two famous people that have lived this kind of, what seems like this kind of lifestyle. So Anthony Hopkins and his wife, I think lived in different houses. Um, really? and, and as far as I know, he was openly with other women. Um, and then Warren Buffett, the same thing. So Warren Buffett's wife lives in, in California 
and has for I think decades. But like just but but you're saying wife is and they still have a relationship. And they like still consider themselves husband. Or are they and wife? just like technically married by I think that, I mean law. that's the reality, but when you hear them talk about it, there is some there's there is this insane amount of respect and I don't know why they've never wanted to separate. Mm. And that's why like I, I want to fully acknowledge that this is a thing. Right. Like there are people for whom this is the, the relationship, maybe not their ideal relationship, but given the deep sense of connection and that they define themselves as being a part of a family with that person. So, but they don't have a romantic relationship. Mm. So I recognize that it exists. Um, for the life that I have lived and the things that light me on fire, it just isn't interesting to me. Right. So I would be very curious to know like the realities of the, I, cause I don't think that the desire for that kind of connection, a sexual connection, a raw connection, um, goes to zero. I think it diminishes as the hormonal state mm, of an aging mm, person mm. changes, but I don't think that being found beautiful ever goes away for a woman. I don't think that being mm. feeling powerful ever goes away for a man. So I just think those are, they, they change, they maybe even diminish, but I don't think they go away. So I would have a hard time um, not having that in my life and speaking to Warren Buffett, I'm, I'm tabloid headlining here, but as far as I know, he had an acknowledged relationship with his assistant. I don't know what title she officially has, but um, his right-hand woman, I believe they were in a relationship together. So I'm guessing that that's still being fed in their life. So my question is, is he meeting that somewhere? And is she okay with that? Does she hunger for that in her life? Um, you know, I mean, like speaking to my own mother, she's 70 years old and is still in a romantic relationship that is romantically charged. And to see the way that they act around each other, there's clearly romance involved. Mm -hmm. The same with my dad, who's also 70. So it's like, I know that that is a very real thing as well. So they really have to find that balance. And so now all of that is is hopefully red is the true respect that I have for it and that this is not an easy situation. Now I'm going to make some really definitive, very declarative statements. I was going to say, because I feel like you're worried about making a definitive well, it, statement. It only because I, I really do think it's a real thing and to pretend like that doesn't meet the emotional needs for some people, I think would be foolish. Sure. Now, having said that, to me, like to the excitement of discovering somebody new, discovering yourself as you discover somebody new to date, to put yourself out there, like that is not something that I would ever give up unless there were upside. And so I've obviously given that up to be in this marriage and those rewards are tremendous and well worth it. But if we weren't, if we didn't have a romantic relationship, um, if you wanted to spend half of your year away from me, that, that is wholly uninteresting to me and I would immediately go and explore and carve my own life out and think about new things, reinvent myself, try new things. Like I would 
and, and I use this word in the emotional meaning, I would divorce myself from you because in many ways, holding on to that past and defining myself as if my life were like the main part of it was over. And so I would rather be attached to you as like this notion of a family unit for that movement of my life. And oh, something is breaking or falling apart by not having that. And I always thought that I would go into this portion of my life with you. I hear that story a lot by people in my own life mm. who are like, I always thought that. Mm. And so because they always thought that, they had this vision. I think they're missing out on still being an explorer. And I think that even as we get older, to be an explorer, to to venture out into the unknown is such a powerful and exciting opportunity once you can let go of, I thought that it was going to be this way. Right. And I remember from my mom that the death of her vision was so heartbreaking for Meaning her. like a lifetime marriage. Yes, like I was going to be with one person forever and our kids were going to grow up and have grandkids and they were all going to come around. And like that was the, the most devastating thing for her was she had an image in her head and it didn't work out that way. And I've always thought, but go find the new vision. Like right. don't mourn the loss of the old vision. Not I mean, give yourself 30 days, fine. But like, don't sit there and spend your time mourning it because that feeling won't just go away. Right. You're still gonna be mourning it five years, 10 years. I have a person in my family, they've been divorced for 27 years and they are still mourning the death of their marriage. They've been divorced far longer than they were together. And it is still the thing that occupies the center of their heart. And every relationship they've had since then has been wildly dysfunctional because they are still mourning the death of that vision that they mm -hmm. had. You, it just doesn't make sense. So for her, let go of the vision that she thought she would have? Yeah, and then re-ask, like, do I still, knowing that he is not romantically attracted to me, is that still even interesting? Mm. Like, because I could go find that. I could have a life that's thrilling, exotic, and wonderful. And like, there, there's just, life has so much to offer at any age that to accept, to resign yourself to literally half of a relationship, I personally don't understand that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if this was me and we had gone through this, and again, like, I know what you're saying, like, there's certain nuances that we're not, that not explained in this um, email, but I'll make some assumptions. So me and you, we worked on our relationship, you go away, um, and then you, you basically say, hey, this is the situation, I'm no longer in love with you. Um, I think I would, first of all, like... Just for the record, you said, I'm no longer attracted to you, attracted I'm still, to I still you. love you. I still love you. you, right. But that goes back to the whole, like, I love you, but I'm not in love yes. with you type thing. And so, A, you, I think you're absolutely right. Think about what is the thing that you want. Is this a relationship I want to be in? Um, be honest, right? Be selfish. Like she is obviously thinking a lot about him, um, but I would just start writing down, like, what are all the things that I want right now in my life? Um, what is the way I want to live? How, what, what do I want in a year, two, three, five years? And then I would want to sit down with you and try to have it and, um, pull out like not have an emotional conversation with you like really calm with like with my sober sense and then say okay well what does life look like for you what is that dream life for you and try and just have that honest one-on-one -on -one conversation to say this is what I want this is what you want um can we coexist or one of us going to have to make way too many sacrifices because I really do believe you've got one freaking life to live. And when you've been, you know, you're talking about retirement, like you spent so much of your life dreaming of stuff, like now go live it. 
And if your life and your dreams can't coexist together, then yes, maybe it, you should split up and then go find that, you know, go live the life that you really want. Um, I would love to try and make it work with you. Like, how do we make this work? But if, if there's no way, um, and then I would really address the, you're no longer attracted to me. So is that because I've, and I'm going to be very honest here. This I've always said I would be honest that this is just me speaking. I want to make that very clear to anyone listening. I would say, have I let myself go? Like, have I given up making an effort? Because I really think, at least for me, it's important for me to make an effort to look good for you. Now, I'm going to age. My boobs are going to sag, right? Like everything. I Wait, can't, what? <laughs> yeah. I can't. There's certain things, right? That are just, hey, gravity takes it and nature takes over. And so there's nothing I can do there. But have I still made the effort? Because... A, I feel good about making an effort, but put that aside. If you, you're making an effort for me, it makes me feel special. Like if you've done your hair special, if you've really dressed up for an evening, you're like, babe, I put on the, the pants that you love. Like I do feel good about myself that you've gone to that effort to do that for me. And I actually remember when we were, um, before we got married and we were in England and I was working and because legally you couldn't. And so every day I would come home for lunch and you would make me lunch. And I remember it got to a point where like for a month you were wearing the same sweater. And it wasn't even, I hate to say it, it wasn't a really nice sweater. It was a little <laughs> old fashioned for me. It was like woolly and <laughs> purple. And, but you wore that every single day. And after a while I was like, it doesn't feel like he's making an effort for me anymore. And instead of being like just resentful and you know not saying anything I told you I was like hey look it'd be great because you weren't even doing your hair either so it was like literally I was coming home and you were pretty much in your pajamas um and so I was like you know look it would be great if you actually made an effort did your hair sometimes dress up because I was very honest about how that made me feel I didn't want it to be petty but at the same time if I was feeling it not telling you I think actually puts a divide in our relationship and you were very receptive to it and then after that you know you would do your hair and change your shirt and so it it made a difference and so I think it's important if this was me and you had said to me, I'm not attracted to you anymore, the first thing I would do is like, did I stop making the effort? And look, maybe this relationship is too late to, to save, but at least I can take that knowledge and use it for like, okay, if I'm about to get into another relationship, I need to remember this is actually quite important. It makes me feel good, but also I think it does signal to the other person, um, you know, that, that they, I'm doing it for you. Um, so that's one thing. Um, and then again, like, do I want to be in a relationship with somebody who doesn't, who's not in love with me? And I know myself well enough to know, no, I don't. I'm not looking for a platonic relationship. So I would then, if there's no way to change that, because I think uh, relationships can be saved. I think that even if you've gone down the wrong path for a few years, or, you know, I think that it's very possible to sit down with them and say, how do we get back on track? What is important to you? Like, I'm not one to just give up and, ah, oh, well, he doesn't love me anymore. Um, or he's not in love with me. So, um, yeah, I would m try and have that. Now, if you were not receptive, right, this is assuming that we can have that type of conversation. If you were not receptive, then I would say, look, I've spent way too much of my life um, wishing for something. And now I'm going to stop wishing. I'm actually going to start acting. And if it's not with him, then it should be with something else. I personally would not succumb to staying in a marriage for financial benefits. But again, that's just me. I totally get that some people um, may no judgment there, but just for me, I would not. I'd rather 
have to downgrade my lifestyle, downgrade my house, my spending and everything, cut back on my Starbucks um, to really live the life that I actually wanted to live, that I felt it was um, satisfying. Mm. People have no idea how true that is about you. That I would do that? You're, yeah. I'll use the word, you're stubbornly independent, not just fiercely. It's like there's fiercely independent and then there's stubbornly (laughs) independent. but yeah, that is actually very true of you. I know that you would boil your life down to nothing if you had to, to really make sure that you didn't feel beholden to somebody. Mm, yeah. This is from, oh no, I'm going to butcher this name. I apologize. Kateyun Karpavar. That's let's assume 100% say correctly. Yeah, I guarantee let's, it. Let's assume that's it is. how they say it. Um, <laughs> what's the best tip you can give someone through a heartbreak? Um, well, I think that the best tip really for virtually any, what I'll call a failure is to ask, how is this my fault? Like, what did I do in this relationship? Did I pick the wrong person? Did I misread the situation? Um, Mm. and really taking ownership of that so that you're not playing the victim and it's not somebody who broke your heart. You put yourself in an untenable situation. And looking at that and figuring out, okay, what did I do wrong? How could I do this right the next time so that I don't find myself in this situation? That's so empowering. And that's not to um, make light of the heartbreak, but I think it's the only way forward is to just stop worrying about what they did wrong and being angry or any of that stuff and just say, okay, what could I have done differently? How did I create this situation? Uh, to make sure that one, you you don't let your heart become bitter because that is yeah. really pointless. Oh, let's go down that rabbit hole. Yeah, go. Well, do you want me to go? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> go down. Tell them, tell them about bitterness, clown. <laughs> People don't get that inside no, joke at all. But uh, yes, oh, uh, some so, wedding crashes. Make me a yeah, bicycle clown. Exactly, um, which my wife does to me routinely. <laughs> Inspire them, clown. Uh, which is our joke. Um, so yeah, like the, you're going to get more of what you focus on. And, and I really do see people make that choice a lot to just grab onto the negative and because it hurts, because there's so much emotional resonance over feeling not worthy or, um, hard done by that the person has been cruel or unjust. Um, that they, that loop plays so ferociously in their mind. And every time they allow themselves to loop around that and think about it and be angry, it's just solidifying in their mind, literally through the hardwiring of the brain and Mm. it becomes myelinated. And so those thoughts are even easier to think the brain always returns to what's easy and emotional. So now you have the very emotionally charged thought wrapped in the Uh, literally wrapped in the fatty tissue, myelination, um, so that it becomes easier to think that those electrical impulses travel faster. And now it's like, that's how you get the person in my life that uh, for, you know, has been divorced 27 years. And the easiest thought for them to return to over and over and over is what an asshole my ex was. And that's how people find themselves in that loop. And Mm -hmm. it also feels good to, to make them the bad guy. Then you don't have to take any responsibility. You don't have to look at yourself. It's totally disempowering, but it's very easy. And in the moment, it makes you feel better. Over the long run, it makes you bitter and your heart becomes hardened and you put these defenses up. And now you're not able to be vulnerable or open yourself up because everybody just becomes a reflection of that person. Or you may even, the same sort of 
um, attraction patterns lead you to the same type of person which give you all the same signals so you really throw your defenses up and never turning inward and doing the work of figuring out like how you created that situation which actually then becomes protective against being in that situation again which then hopefully allows you to actually be vulnerable because you're aware of how what you're doing can create the situation um, so that you know when a good time to actually be vulnerable is and to me the beauty of heartbreak is that the next time you open yourself up knowing, I may get hurt again. Right. And that is the beauty. Like the, the human condition to me is predicated on the fact that you open yourself up to that even knowing that the odds of getting hurt are high. Like one of us, barring dying miraculously at the same moment, one of us is going to experience unimaginable heartbreak. Oh, don't say that. But it's true. No. And so because of that, like that is part of what makes being together so unbelievably amazing is that the stakes are outrageously high. And so opening yourself up to that, giving yourself over to that, facing that fear um, is part of what makes those moments so sweet and beautiful mm -hmm. and precious. And so hardening yourself against that, I get the protective mechanism. Yeah, because totally you remember how shitty it felt and how... For sure, like all encompassing that devastation is. But to harden yourself against that instead of embracing that part of life and being open to that mm -hmm. stops you from ever caring about something like that so much that you could be hurt. But then to just numb out, you know, it's like people that turn to drugs. It's like you're just trying to get to, to numb. And I get it, there's no low, but then there's also no high. It's interesting because um we had a would you rather recently um, and I actually asked my sister and my friend this the other day when I was in England and universally I haven't heard one person answer it the other way so it's would you rather um, oh god I forgot it now <laughs> I know I was like I so had it um, oh would you rather love and lot uh, what is it would love you rather have loved and lost or never loved at all right and I think universally everyone I've ever asked has said loved and lost but people who are bitter, I bet would still answer like that. But then reality is... They're investing in almost, I wish I'd never loved yeah, and lost. But I bet you if they, you ask them abstractly, they'd say love and lost. Right. So it's interesting that... Dude, it's that frame of reference yeah. I want. The frame of reference makes all the difference. The one other advice is really what you've given me, just in general in the past, um, that I've kind of thought when I read this question was give yourself a certain amount of time mm, like you always say like yeah to mourn so like when I'm frustrated or when I'm um, upset or something's happened you always say all right baby how long do you need and I remember the first time I was like what do you mean you're like well how long do you need to mourn this do you need a day do you need a week and I was like well I can't tell you how long and you're like yeah you need to because otherwise you're this can go on for two weeks, this can go on for three weeks, this can go on for a month. Like there has to be a point where you're making that mental switch over to positive thinking, right? Perspective is everything. So if you're just sitting here mourning and licking your wounds, sure you need that and that's fine and I'll respect it. But at some point you have to change that over. And so that's kind of almost what I would give advice to this person going through a breakthrough. Like how long do you need that you feel like like, if you can look at it in the abstract and your friend was going through the heartbreak, how long would you think, like, would be reasonable for them to be, like, really be bitter and upset and all of that? Like, is it a month? Okay, cool. But then you have to tell yourself, in that month, I have to literally, the next day, 
I have to switch my mindset. And then to do that, what are the questions you're going to ask yourself instead of thinking in the negative, okay, what are the positive questions you can ask yourself and put all that in, in line so that once that timer kind of goes off, you can make that switch over. Mm. Very so. powerful technique. Um, all right. So we've got some would you rathers. Let's do it. Let's do it. Would you rather have a partner who can't let go of a previous relationship or be in a new relationship that can't let go of your previous partner? Yourself. I, I would much rather the other person be struggling. Uh, yeah, to be stuck in my Ooh. own loop. Yeah, I know you. You're going to be, but I could like help them. And <laughs> No, I would rather me be. Right, so that you could get yourself out of the situation. Yeah, of course. Yeah, but these are would you rather? They are permanent. They are permanent states. That's what makes them hard. Uh, all right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. God, that's tough. Because imagine if you're with somebody and you feel like they're not always fully there. Yeah, it would be horrific. God, I hate to be selfish here, but I think I'd rather <laughs> me be like hung up on someone else than my partner be. Yeah. If I have to be really honest, if I can't change them and I can't change myself. Um, all right. Would you rather have a terrible breakup you saw coming or have a respectful breakup all of a sudden? Hmm, that's interesting. A respectful breakup all of a sudden. That seems pretty reasonable. I'm with that. Yeah. All right. Last one. Would you rather have a breakup with the love of your life or never meet the love of your life? Loved and lost, man. There it is. You got the question right there. Loved and lost. Oh, yeah. for shways. Yeah. All right. Got time for one more quick one? Yep. All right. Let's do it. This one's from Mimi. Oh, gold. Gold. I don't know. I, I just butchered that. I'm sure. Clicking. No. <laughs> sure some of these letters are silent but anyway let's keep going all right is there any chance to rebuild a relationship with someone you dumped after two months of not being together do you think it's possible to completely start over no cheating was involved it was just a heavy relationship and he wasn't a horrible person or neither am i of course absolutely like if people want to bring new tactics into the relationship to improve communication to figure out what they want and all that a hundred percent very doable at any time, quite frankly, no matter how much time has passed. Now, I will say that I think a lot of times people get lonely versus actually missing mm. that person, they miss someone. Yeah. And they miss being in a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I would just be really careful about, is it really that person that you miss? Mm. Because put yourself back in how you felt when you were with them. There's a reason you broke up. So I'm, despite the fact that you and I are insanely close and losing you is my greatest fear, I don't believe there's only one person for everybody. So I think if you've broken up with somebody, chances are you probably should go explore a little bit, see if maybe there's something totally different out there that's for you, that's even better and more exciting. But if you really think, no, 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 this is not me just missing someone, this is me missing that person, very, very doable to work it out, to get together, but you need new skills because the relationship tactics, mm -hmm. maybe is a better word, the relationship tactics got you to break up. So what are you bringing new to the table that's mm -hmm. gonna allow you guys to communicate, be more open, um, you know, overcoming whatever friction point there was that caused you to break up in the first place. Yeah, that's the thing, like there's something to familiarity and I think as you were talking, I was like, what is it about 
familiarity with somebody that makes people go back to relationships that it's not that they like you said right like it's the missing somebody not missing that person mm. and i think it's because like if someone's accepted your idiosyncrasies it kind of makes you like oh but they you know but they accept it and this is something about me and so i think that the people are drawn to that um so that's a really good point like being very aware of why you split up in the first place and then what is making you want to get back together have you changed and now there's a realization that you didn't see before um but identifying that i think is going to be key because it's so important to yeah not just get into that um the comfort of people and look i think many relationships do that right people stay in a relationship because they feel comfortable because they've got a history together mm. um they're scared to be alone um and i think it's really important to always like self assess and say like why am i in this like if you're not getting along or something's wrong why am i in this relationship what do i have to change to make it an amazing one um because i mean you know me and you are always um exploring and getting like new things so for instance you know i went to england and we haven't been apart in a long time so like having to navigate that and um like always adjusting to the environment and the situation i think it's really important mm for sure like constantly growing you're saying right yeah, yeah, yeah. because when we were apart like when we first started dating obviously it's very different to now when we you know when we're apart because we're so intertwined mm. that the things we may have done last time when we were apart aren't going to work this time so even assessing this trip and you know when i was in england i would you know facetime you but it was always for like literally 3 seconds um you know and but we're always connected and trying to figure it out so Word. Word. All right. Adapt and Adapt. grow. All right, guys. That's all the time we have for today. Thank you guys so much for joining us. If this is adding value, please head over and uh, leave a review and hopefully a five-star rating on your podcast app of choice. That would be amazing. That really helps the show more than you can imagine. So we'd be insanely grateful to you guys for doing that. And until next time. Well, I'm going to add. Please. Please do follow me. I'm, I'm, yes, I'm starting to, is, to really push my Instagram. Yep. Get on that. I'm going to push. Do I feel it for the gram, homie. I feel a little salesy now. I was so hoping you would say it so I wouldn't have to say it for I me. keep forgetting. I'm really bad You're at really this. You're really bad. I know. I'm bad too. But I will say, so I'll, I'll come to the aid for you because me hyping you up is so easy for me. Because your Instagram feed is amazing. Thank you, baby. Literally amazing. I think you're doing a phenomenal job. Adding a ton oh, of value. Way relatable. I love the bridge that you extend to people to show... um where we started how far we've come that we used to be clumsy in everything our relationship our business everything um and showing people how you cross that chasm to get where you are now i think is really really phenomenal Thank so that's why i actually really feed. love this show because it just allows me at least and can speak for myself to reflect on the things that we've done to overcome the hurdles you know people see obviously that we've been married for 15 years together for 17 and it's one of those like we've encountered so many obstacles so many problems within our relationship with each other with when it comes to business when it comes to decisions of kids and like we've just gone through a lot and having learned them um i forget like you really do forget until i look at a photo and then i remember something or doing this this podcast mm. i just freaking love it because it just reminds me of the things like oh yeah we did do that and it's like oh yeah we did have a problem there um and i just think it's so universal with relationships right that everybody I don't want to in fact be that generic but like most people want to be in a relationship um and feel loved and loved back and I just think it's it's a difficult navigation and 
you know, we're, we're still learning it every day. Truth. So anyway, back to my Instagram. Yes. <laughs> follow me at Lisa Billu. Indeed. And you can feel, follow me at, at Tom Billu. Yeah. Nice and easy. All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. <laughs> Until next time, my friends. Be, be legendary. legendary. Everybody, thank you so much for listening. And if this content is delivering value to you, please go to iTunes, go to Stitcher, rate and review us. That helps us build this community. And that is what we are all about right now, building this community as big as we can to help as many people as we can deliver as much value as possible. And you guys rating and reviewing really helps with that. All right, guys, thank you again so much. And until next time, my friends, be legendary. Take care.